healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Welcome to Valley Well Valle Salud. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas. If we're being honest, many of us spent this holiday season eating way too many goodies. In fact, weight loss has been a common complaint all year due to staying home and quarantining for COVID-19. And now that the new year is around the corner, we're looking for a way to shed those pounds as quickly as we can. So how do you lose weight safely and effectively? There are countless diets and theories out there, but today we're going straight to the experts. Dr. Naima Ali is a District Medical Group women's doctor and obesity medicine physician at Valleywise Community Health Center, South Phoenix Levine. We're also excited to introduce Mary Beth Demure. She's a clinical nutrition manager at Valleywise Health. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Lauren. Thank you for having us. Of course. So I have friends who are very confident in the fact that they gain weight over the winter months and then they work hard and lose it during the summer. It's like a cycle. Is that normal for people? And is it recommended for people to kind of gain a few pounds and lose weight with the seasons like that? I would say it's it's not recommended, but it's certainly normal. Absolutely. People's uh, activity level a lot of times will go down in the wintertime and we don't normally cut our calories to match the lesser activity level. So sure, absolutely. And especially with the holidays, you know, and, and most of our heads, I'm assuming that we're saying, oh, Christmas only comes around once a year. So why not? This is the only time of the year I'm going to eat this food. So absolutely. I think it's, it's very normal to kind of ha- you have your weight cycle up and down. Yeah, just to piggyback off of that, you know, the way we eat is tied to so many emotional triggers. And the holidays are just, you know, a special time. And sometimes uh, that kind of festivity (laughs) lends itself to a diet that may not be the best for us. Um, And so that kind of fluctuation up and down is we see that all the time. It's kind of reassuring to hear that it is normal and, you know, not to to be too hard on yourself about it, but probably to limit that um, fluctuation as much as you can, because it is hard to lose weight. So how many calories should someone be eating in a day? Let's start with that. That's a hard question to answer uh, because it really, a lot of what it depends on is your activity level, your age, your gender, everybody's metabolism is a little different. So, you know, I think they, the recommendations are based on, on somebody who would, who would benefit from a 2000 calorie diet, but you know, somebody who is maybe in their fifties and a woman and, you know, five foot two probably wouldn't want to eat 2000 calories a day. So I, I think that that's, you'd really have to look deeper and, and, and gauge it by your age, weight and height. Yeah, exactly. Um, when I see patients in my office, um, I tend to kind of get just a baseline history, see what their weight has been over the past, you know, five or 10 years. Um, I see a lot of pregnant patients, postpartum patients, or patients that are going through menopause. And those times of people's lives can have um, a different metabolic uh, requirement. And so it's really important to um, kind of individualize this and to see um, what, you know, each person's goals are in order to create a better recommendation for them. 
are calories still the measurement of choice that people should be looking at and, and monitoring? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, we look at, at nutrition labels and predominantly it's based on calories, but it's really not that simple as an equal number of calories from a cheeseburger is not the same as an equal number of calories from fruit, for example. So it's really important to kind of, you know, to understand what we're eating, when we're eating, and how much we're eating uh, to really get a better idea. But calories by themselves, I think, are a little oversimplified. And it's important for us to realize what it is that we're eating. If you've just joined us, we're talking with Dr. Naima Ali and Mary Beth Demure about how to lose weight the right way. Dr. Ali is a district medical group physician who works at our new Valleywise Community Health Center, South Phoenix Levine, located at 35th Avenue in Southern. And you can make a telehealth visit with her by video or phone, or you can come in person by making an appointment and calling 833-855-9973, Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., or you can visit valleywisehealth.org and click the book appointment button anytime. So it is complicated, more complicated than just counting calories. But what about carbs? I know for me personally, I, I notice a difference in myself even after a day or two if I um, cut down on the breads and the carbs I'm eating. So is that a good recommendation for everybody? No, um, I don't think cutting out carbs and, and again, carbs is, that's a very general statement because not all carbs are created equal. I mean, eating a piece of whole wheat bread is good for you. It's got a lot of fiber that helps, you know, your GI tract, um, cutting out candy, you know, that's not a bad idea <laughs> for those who, who can do it. Um, but I think you really need, again, like the calorie thing, it's, it's goes more in depth than just carbs as a general statement. So you really need to look at the source of those carbohydrates and where it's coming from. And how about sugar? How does sugar affect your weight? Again, I hate to say that all sugar is is not created equal. And I, when you talk about fruit versus a candy bar, obviously the fruit, yes, there's sugar in it, but there are so many good nutrients in the fruit. You certainly don't want to cut that out of your diet because then you're eliminating a lot of vitamins and minerals. Um, again, a candy bar doesn't really offer you any nutritional benefit, maybe a little pleasure when you're eating it, but certainly not good for your waistline. So um, I wouldn't say to, if, if you're a person who likes to eat dessert and have sugar, you know, find something that works for you because, you know, cutting it out entirely, that normally doesn't work for somebody who really likes to eat sugar. You have to be able to find some balance in your diet. It takes a lot of effort. And, you know, if some moms have their kids eating no sugar at all, and it takes a lot of work and a lot of discipline to plan that out. It does. It, and speaking as a, as a mom, um, you know, when once your children are going to school and going out with friends, you know, you don't have control over what they're getting somewhere else. So I think it's really good to help teach your children how to balance their diets and, you know, so that they're not going somewhere and you never gave them sugar and they go to a friend's house where they have a bowl of candy and they'll, you know, go eat through that whole bowl of candy because they're not allowed to have it at home. So, you know, you really have to, I think, teach them good habits. That's exactly right. I saw a video online of a mom who was complaining that when um, parents have their kids come over to her house who have never had sugar before, they gorge themselves because they, yeah. they don't know how to handle it. So 
it probably is a good good thing to just have a balance. I actually uh, came from a home where we had candy bowls all over our house. Um, so for us, un weirdly enough, we didn't really care about going to somebody else's house and eating their candy because we were used to having it around. So it wasn't like anything special. So we just usually ignored it. And so, now you're a dietitian. So and now I'm a dietitian. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So let's talk about sleep because I know when I don't sleep, it just wrecks the whole day and I can't control myself. I don't care how much I'm eating the next day. So how much does sleep impact your weight and your cravings? Sure. So I can, I can start with that. Um, sleep is obviously really important. You want to, you know, re-energize, refocus your body, and that will help you create a, a schedule, right? You want to try to maintain a routine. And when we disrupt our routine, whether it be from sleep or, or travel or, you know, the holidays, um, that can impact our dietary choices. And so, you know, if you are exhausted, that can, you know, lead you to make choices that you may not have otherwise made if you were well rested. And so that is obviously really important. Eating late into the night or, you know, kind of constantly snacking uh, to just help you stay awake and help you kind of make it through the day can also really impact your ability to lose weight. And so these are all really important things that I try to talk to my patients about so that they understand it's really not that simple. We have to really create a whole, you know, a holistic picture when we're trying to make these types of goals. It's such a vicious cycle too, right? And it's really hard to break out of because let's say you're, you've had a really stressful day and you can't wind down and sleep and then you start eating bad and then it's hard to do it again and again because you're always staying up late and your whole schedule is off. It's really tough. You're totally right, Lauren. You're totally right. And so that's why, you know, have patients make small goals, you know, come and talk to, you know, one of the docs or providers here at ValleyWise so that we can, you know, work with you to create achievable small changes that are sustainable. Um, because doing this all at once is just, it can be overwhelming. Absolutely. Dr. Naima Ali and Mary Beth Demure with ValleyWise Health answering your top questions about weight loss. And you can make a telehealth visit uh, with ValleyWise Health by calling 833-855-9973 Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or you can visit valleywisehealth.org anytime and click the book appointment button. So we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but how much does stress impact your weight? And why is that? Why does stress make people either eat more or eat less? Loaded question. <laughs> so um, stress can do a variety of things. Um, and people cope with stress differently. And so it's important to kind of understand where you fall on that line. Some people cope with stress by, you know, finding their favorite comfort foods. Some people start smoking or, or drinking excessively. And um, some people, you know, try to exercise more. Um, regardless, uh, the hormones that kind of come into play, like cortisol, can kind of impact your normal kind of metabolic state. And so... You know, I try to identify, you know, stressors in my patients. And then we talk about how do you deal with it? And 
what are your coping mechanisms? You know, are we reaching for that candy bar every single time that something happens? And, you know, that's why the seasons and kind of like the stressors of life can significantly impact one's weight. And so um, it's really kind of important for like self-reflection and to really realize, you know, how am I, how am I handling this situation? Um, I always try to have like a multidisciplinary approach. You know, if you have uh, a nutritionist or a dietitian available to absolutely use their expertise to really, you know, come up with uh, a game plan to understand what it is that you're already consuming and, you know, identify making your goals, but, you know, different things like behavioral health and, and um, you know, just being mindful. Uh, those are all kinds of, of helpful techniques and that, that can help you achieve um, appropriate healthy eating habits. Well, speaking of stress, I'll always remember um, when I was getting ready for my wedding 10 years ago, um, they actually wouldn't fit me for my dress until a few weeks before the wedding because some brides, you know, lose a bunch of weight because of stress or their diet or whatever they're trying to achieve. But on the same hand, some brides end up gaining weight, even though they don't want to, um, because it is a stressful time to get ready for the wedding. So definitely stress can impact weight. And even, you know, seamstresses know that. Um, Let's talk about water, because I, we always know people recommend drinking so much water, eight glasses of water a day. Is that still recommended? And how much water is that? How much water should we be drinking every day? Yeah, um, usually I recommend to about as many calories as you're going to eat about that much water. They say 64 ounces because that's a good general amount of of water for an average person to drink. Um, some people find that very overwhelming. So I don't tell people how much to drink. I would just tell them to increase their consumption. I've actually had a lot of patients who really gag at the thought of having to drink that whole bottle of water because they just don't like it. Um, so my suggestion is um, if that's a goal that you're looking to achieve, maybe set up smaller goals and, you know, set up something like every hour I'm going to drink like a little four ounce glass of water because four ounces is certainly it's like a gulp. I mean, you can get that down in a couple of sips. But for those people who really don't like it, you know, that'll help you get started on that path. And however long it takes. I myself, when I, you know, moved to Phoenix and it's so hot here, um, I had to increase my intake of fluid and, and that's kind of how I had to do it because I was used to just drinking a couple of glasses a day and, and to get me to get more, I would, you know, maybe every hour or two, I would, I would grab like a four or six ounce glass and kind of down it. And that kind of got me up to where I needed to be. So on that same note, are all waters created equal? Like, can you put some additives in your water, the flavor to, to help you get it down if you don't like the taste of water? I drink a lot of LaCroix, LaCroix, however you say it. So the sparkling water, is that the same? Would that count as a glass of water? Yeah, I mean, it, it. I mean, I wouldn't count like a soda as liquid. I mean, I know it's fluid, but I would say if, you know, I myself have added flavoring to some of my waters in the day. So I'll drink about, you know, three quarters of it of just plain water. And then I'll, you know, throw a crystal light in one of my bottles just to kind of give me some flavor. So I think whatever works for you, whatever works to get you to drink that liquid, then go for it. 
If you're just tuning in with us, we're talking with Dr. Ali and Mary Beth Demure about how to lose weight the right way. And you can make a telehealth visit at Valleywise Health by calling 833-855-9973 or visiting valleywisehealth.org. So I feel like I already know the answer to this, but how do you guys feel about diet pills? supplements, injections, all that stuff, because I've seen the success stories personally with my friends who join a membership at, you know, one of these companies and they've got them on a combination of injections and pills and they're losing a lot of weight. They look great. But how, how do you guys feel about that stuff? Um, I'll jump in first. Uh, I know that it, it, this is a, a tough topic, but in general, um, it's important for us to realize that uh, supplements and herbs, uh, they're not regulated by the FDA. And because of that, they're not, um, in general, like supplements, uh, can have side effects and, you know, contraindications for patients, unless they go to a professional that is, you know, that is able to, um, prescribe an appropriate medication that is indicated for that patient. Um, I know people want to just take a pill that can help, but this is, um, this can be, this can be dangerous. And so I really want patients to realize that it's not that straightforward um, and that you should seek um, professional uh, help with a, with a, you know, medical provider that can help educate you on what you're taking and if it's appropriate for you. I'll also add that you don't know how, you know, in five years from now, if they're still able to maintain, you know, all this weight that they're losing today from those supplements, you know, a year from now or two years from now, are they still able to maintain, you know, or did they just gain it all back and then some? So again, like Dr. Ali said, it's not regulated. So you want to be really careful uh, about choosing those types of um, ways to lose weight. It, it's not usually safe. I remember I took something once that in high school that I was able to buy at a drugstore. I can't remember if it was like a powder or a pill or whatever, but I, I couldn't take it long enough to know if it worked because it made me so jittery and anxious. I really didn't like the effects. And you know, a lot of times, um, you know, we, in my, you know, uh, obesity medicine clinic, I will get an EKG of the patient's heart before I start them on something. Because like you said, these um, pills or supplements can increase your metabolism. They can affect your heart and patients that may not know they have underlying heart disease. So it could be something that you could you know, cause a lot of damage. So it's very important to be careful um, to speak to someone that is you know, professionally trained uh, because we don't want someone to take something and then they have something terrible happen uh, as a side effect, particularly uh, some sort of cardiotoxicity. Absolutely. Very good point that it can be actually really dangerous to your health. What about how it affects your metabolism? So if you're trying a bunch of different things over the years, you know, you're on a diet and then you're off a diet and you're on something else and off of it, does that impact your metabolism and your, and your weight overall? Does that make it harder to lose weight? Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Um, <laughs> uh, because you, you know, doing that to your body, it kind of like beats up your, your body, you know, 
putting that stressors and adding the fat and, and shrinking the fat and adding the fat and shrinking the fat. I mean, after a while, I think your body just is not going to react to things anymore. Plus the, um, cutting calories and adding calories. And, and a lot of people will do it very quickly, which is not usually very safe. I, I would say a lot of people I see, they'll say, oh, I lost 10 pounds in two weeks. And, you know, not a safe way to lose weight because the minute you start eating the way that you normally eat, you're going to put that right back on and usually more. Um, and that's not healthy for your body. It's not healthy for your heart or, or your metabolism. Does your body kind of um, go into a little bit of self-preservation mode? If you're, you're not feeding it, it's going to almost store the fat. Right. So you'll see people, and I've, I've had a lot of people say, God, I haven't eaten all day, or I don't eat in the mornings until, and look at, I can't, I can't lose any weight. And absolutely your body, your body doesn't know when the food is coming next. So it's not going to let you burn anything because it's just preserving it. Uh, and, and, and if you're only feeding it, and it, especially if it's inconsistent, you know, it's going to be very difficult uh, to lose weight. It's much better to get on a, on a good eating regimen. So we've talked about a bunch of things not to do. Let's talk about some things that people can be doing and how to how to be healthier. So what does a typical day look like? You know, a good meal for each, you know, each meal. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Let's talk about some examples of some good meals that people can kind of take home with them. So um, I'll start. Um, I think it's obvious, but it, it should be said that Lauren mentioned breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, if Even if we just start thinking like that, um, rather than like a full day of grazing, right? Having snacks and shakes or drinks or midnight snacks, um, the, that concept of, you know, three meals and kind of having a period in between of not eating is is really important. I know it's, it's kind of an obvious statement, but um, to really think about what we're eating in between meals uh, is what my patients tend to forget. They're like, oh yeah, I only ate, you know, um, eggs and toast for breakfast. But then you, you know, upon further questioning, they, they mentioned that there's like a whole period of snacking until lunchtime. And so um, having uh, set times and creating that schedule for yourself is really important. I'll leave the specifics um, to you. So I, I agree. Um, getting a set schedule is definitely important. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to generalize to all the dietitians. If any of you know, or work with dietitians, the one thing you'll notice that we all pretty much have in common is that we pack our food for the day. So, uh, we, we all have, um, like containers that are por portion control and you, we usually bring our snacks, our lunch, our breakfast, whatever, and it comes with us. And that's the only thing we're eating for the day. So I guess we're, we're very prepared. Um, and it's very balanced. So you'll notice that, you know, a snack is uh, some grapes. Um, I would say generally we're all vegetable fruit and, and healthy protein eaters. Um, so I think just kind of having a balanced plate, um, kind of in general, uh, protein, a little carb, some fruit or vegetable with your, with your meal is, is a good place to start, you know, challenge yourself to get a little of everything on your plate for each meal. I think that's a great tip. I know I've noticed a difference since I started working from home. Um, when I went to the office, I used to do that. I packed my um, breakfast, snack, and lunch, and um, I felt good. And it was that's all I had for the day. I knew that. But now that I'm working from home, um, 
I can tell I've gained a little bit of weight probably because the kitchen is 10 feet from me and I know I'm getting up, you know, and getting those snacks from the cupboard throughout the day. So maybe I should start meal prepping, even though I'm working from home. <laughs> that could work if you packaged it as if you were or prepared it as if you were leaving and putting that in a certain spot and that's what your food is. Maybe that would be you know, kind of helpful. I have so many questions. I wish we had more time, but unfortunately we are out of time. So I want to thank both of you so much for um, speaking with us today. A lot of good information and I appreciate you guys being real about it and understanding that we all are busy and we all are trying our best and um, it's not a one size fits all plan. So really appreciate both of you taking time to, to speak with us today. Thank you for having us, Lauren. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. There you'll find blogs and videos from our healthcare providers, and you can even book an appointment at a ValleyWise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.